Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Smack down the line, fair ball, that's in the corner of the Cardinals breakthrough. Gorman does pick up his fourth. St. Louis. Carrie Davis, Randy Carricker, Brooke Grimsley is out. She is taking the holiday weekend to visit some family in Tennessee. And we head to Cleveland via the celebrity line. The uh, Cardinals TV voice, Chip Carey, does join us as he gets ready to have the, the Cardinals and the, the Guardians tonight. Chip, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. No Mountain Dew yet, but uh, it's, it's it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to ask you. You've obviously uh, you've done games in Cleveland. How how is Cleveland as a baseball road trip city? That's uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, you know, they're they're doing a lot downtown. Uh, great restaurants. The fans here are awesome. Uh, the sports complex is very are close. Uh, the football stadium's about three blocks away from both the basketball arena and baseball stadium. So yeah, no, it's it's a great place to visit. And you know, we don't get to come here all that often, either with the Braves and now with the Cardinals. So a chance to to come back and renew friendships with Bob DiBiase, who's been here. Tommy Hamilton is one of the best broadcasters in the game, and anybody, everybody loves Tito Francona. So uh, to get to see those kind of old acquaintances on a more frequent basis, I think is something I'm I'm looking forward to. Chip, I asked Ollie this yesterday. Baseball has a lot of night games, so you all get to sleep in in the morning. How different is it to have to get up and do a broadcast earlier than sometimes maybe you may be just rolling out of bed at that time? Well, you have to be a little more responsible the night before. <laughs> it doesn't mean totally responsible, but a little more. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. I, you know, I, I, I love day games, uh, especially when I was doing the Cubs because my family was so young. You know, we'd have three little kids, and my wife would be with me in Chicago. We'd get up, have breakfast with the kids, take them for a walk to the park, uh, you know, get back to the apartment nine thirty, ten o'clock, quick shower, go to the ballpark for a one thirty game and then finish up the game get together as a family have dinner have play time and everybody goes to bed it's more of a if, if i can use the term in, in, in the way i intended a more normal way of living uh <laughs> you know but uh, night games with family are a little more difficult because when the kids are going to bed we're just now getting ready to go to work and mm-hmm. we don't get home until 11 12 o'clock at night and at least in the old days and it's hard to come down and wind down after those uh, exciting baseball games so uh anytime you get to do a game no matter the time is great but let's just say night games are a little bit less of a challenge mm-hmm. <laughs> and chip I think the old adage before Wrigley Field had as many night games as it does now, I truly believe because baseball players are generally nocturnal creatures, those guys having to play day games had an effect on the Cubs because your ordinary MO as a baseball player is to be out late at night and then you you get to bed two, three in the morning and you unwind and then you come home and it's so unnatural playing day games. Do you buy into that? 
Uh, a little bit, yeah. The, the Cubs teams weren't all that good either. Yeah, I mean, it was part of the problem. Maybe they enjoyed Rush Street a little too much, but um, yeah. But I, I think there are some truths to that. I, more than being nocturnal creatures, I think we're really creatures of habit. And I think uh, when we travel, we're, we all get kind of antsy after the second or third day. Like, okay, it's time to go to the next city, or even at home, okay, two, three days, it's time to see the next opponent. We're tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. Even when I travel with my wife, it's the same deal. We'll go someplace and we have a week long vacation plan. And after two or three days, I get a little antsy. Like, well, okay, what are we doing now? Uh, because that's just how we're ingrained. That's we're we're, we're based of, uh, for for three short days in one spot, and then on we go to the next city for two or three trips, and then come home for a week and have it's a different lifestyle for sure but to your point randy yeah uh, we're, we're creatures of habit more than anything else hey chip i've come to expect nolan gorman to do great things when he steps to the plate like he did yesterday have you reached that point now where you have expectations of gorman rather than hopes isn't it fun watching young players become stars? Yeah. Uh, it really is. Uh, the kid's a great defender. Uh, he's so taciturn and stern looking. I asked him last night. Everybody was going out to dinner. I said, you know, well, do you have teeth? Uh, and he smiled. Uh, you know, and he's, he, he, he's a good player. I mean, he's a really good player. He knows how to hit. And I, I'm so happy that he's being rewarded with opportunities to hit the same handed pitchers uh, as he. And he's done a good job hitting lefties. That's not, not an easy thing. They don't see a lot of them. Uh, but he's done it before, and I'm sure he's going to do it again. And it just creates more of a, a wonderful dilemma for the Cardinals, another good player who can play a couple of different spots. And there aren't that many spots for him to play in. But as you guys know, you hit, you play in this league. And uh, he came up with a big hit yesterday in Cincinnati. Chip, the pitching has been a question pretty much all season. Miles Michaelis gave you a great start yesterday. Uh, we expect something great from Matthew Libertor tonight. What have you seen from, from the likes of Steven Matz and Jordan Montgomery? And, and what is causing those struggles right now? Location, 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 right? Real estate and baseball are the same thing. If you don't locate, you're going to have big problems. And I think for Steven, that's really been the issue for him. Uh, Brad and I have talked about it a lot more so, Brad, because of his pitching expertise. And by the way, he's really, really good at what he does. He's, he makes it so much fun. Uh, the, the trouble for Steven is he's a sinker ball guy that works up in the zone. And when the ball sinks up in the zone, where does it end up? Right in the happy zone. It gets whacked. Uh, he's been better with two strikes. Uh, it, it, fastball command has been a little better, but he's got a good fastball, in my opinion. I don't think he throws it enough. I'd like to see more of it. Uh, he's got 94 in the tank, and it's a good pitch. Uh, but that's number one. And then uh, the same thing with Montgomery, location. You know, he, he last couple of starts, he'd go to the mound, and everything was just kind of blah. And that's not a knock on him. He, he just didn't have any zip. He didn't have any finish on any of his pitches. And as a result, both the fastball and changeup were in happy zones, and the other team whacked it. And at this level, they're going to do that if you don't have your A-plus stuff. So I know that's something they're concerned about. Everybody's wondering what the fate of Matz is going to be in the rotation. I think Libertor's start tonight is a very important one for him and for the team. If he goes out and seizes this opportunity, uh, I think the Cardinals will have to have some very serious discussions, at least in my opinion, as to what they do with Steven Matz because he's, he's winless and uh, four and a third innings at 100 pitches uh, time after time. I don't think it's up to anybody's standards. Do you ever just look over in BT and just want in, in awe because of some of the things he said? It was a game they were playing against the Dodgers, and Freddie Freeman, I believe, hit a home run. And right before that pitch, he said, yeah, I wouldn't throw that there again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Freeman yeah. hits it out of the park. And I, had, I stopped for a second. I said, he must have known that was coming. That was pretty amazing. Well, he's a- 
He's had plenty of experience giving those up. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he has the bad luck of sitting next to me. Uh, I I really think that pitchers make the best analysts, uh, catchers too. And the reason is they have to think two, three pitches ahead of the game. And uh, I think Brad has a really, really good understanding of what a pitcher is trying to do, how their uh, repertoire matches up with what they want to accomplish, and if it's going to work or not. And, uh, you know, the guys that see the game and think ahead of the game and aren't afraid to first guess, uh, I think, make the best baseball analysts. There are a lot of them out there, and we're all fortunate to, to have Brad Thompson and Jim Evans, for that matter, uh, doing what they do uh, in the TV booth. Chip Carey with us on 101 ESPN. He'll be joining us every Friday during the season. And, Chip, it's interesting because – it wasn't too long ago where lesser teams would be looking forward to playing the Cardinals because the Cardinals weren't playing well. But you look at the upcoming schedule now, and we're talking about trying to get to 500 by the time the team goes to London. It, it, the schedule certainly would line up if you play the way the Cardinals are capable of playing to be at 500 and, and start to take off once you go on that London trip. That's the hope, right? Everybody talks about playoffs and divisions and all that stuff. The old saying, get to 500 and see where you are. Uh, the Cardinals do have the luck of playing in a weaker division. I do think the Cardinals are the best team in the division from the teams that we have seen so far. Uh, and you're right. I, I think that's the goal. If you win series, that's that's really what you can do. You, you try to win the first game, which makes it easier to win the series. And I know fans get frustrated. Hey, we want to win every game. Of course we do. That's just not uh, that's not possible. But if you win a series and win two out of every three games, you win 108. I think everybody in St. Louis would be really happy with that. Uh, I, I love how Ali and the staff and the players have acknowledged that they've dug themselves this hole. They've got to find a way to dig themselves out of it. And they've been doing that now over the last two and a half, three weeks. They're pitching better. The bullpen's been excellent. They're getting big hits. They're getting getting big contributions from everybody. Uh, It's a winning game last night or yesterday without Contreras, without Arenado and Goldschmidt. Has to be a boost for the shock troop guys. Um, So all of those things are starting to to come together. Now I think the next step, at least in my opinion, is get consistent starting pitching to get you at least six innings every day and give you a chance to win. And hopefully that trend started yesterday with Michaelis, and hopefully it continues tonight with Matthew. Uh, agreed 100%. By the way, you guys were talking about the new schedule yesterday, and I, I can I can live with the new schedule. I, I've got a better schedule, and Rob Manfred just doesn't listen to me. But, Chip, we cannot have the Cardinals and Cubs playing their last game of the season on July 30th. That cannot happen. Yeah, well, this this year is an exception because of London. Uh, if I were to make a, an adjustment to the schedule, I would like to see us play the Cubs uh, three at home, three on the road, and the other teams in the central I don't care about. <laughs> you know, but no, I, but I understand what baseball's trying to do. I agree with what baseball's trying to do. For too many years, too many fans in too many cities didn't get to see the other stars from the other towns and the other leagues. And uh, the, this move toward an NBA-style schedule, I think, is is long overdue. And if and when we get to expansion, I think we're probably going to see even more radical changes in the game. And I think we've talked about them before. I'm a big proponent of expansion. I'm a big proponent of economic and geographic realignment to ease travel and create and, and, and augment uh, the already great rivalries that we have in the game. And, you know, if we had a division of Cardinals, Royals, Cubs, White Sox, that would be pretty fun. And uh, I think that uh, the baseball may be moving toward that in some form or function here uh, within the next decade. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm good with 
said, just uh, hear me out here with my idea. With if we're going to yeah. be at thirty teams, okay? So y- yeah. you want everybody to see every player. What you do, you maintain your division rivalries. You play eighteen games in your division, three series at home, three on the road. You play everybody else in your, and that's uh, seventy-two games. Play everybody else in your league, three at home, three on the road. Another sixty. All of a sudden, you're up to one hundred and thirty-two. You play. It's like the NFL. You play another division in the other league, three at home, three on the road, for a total of thirty games. Gets you to one hundred and sixty-two, and you see every player in baseball at least every third season. Yeah, that's true, and I think that's kind of what they had before. The problem with that is, let's say you are in the uh, American League East, and it's your uh, your division's turn to play the National League Central, and you are fighting for a wild card spot or fighting for the AL West. And you've got to play the AL East, and that's a much more difficult division. It, it, it's just not fair. There isn't a there is enough equity and fairness, I think, in that schedule. At least this way, everybody plays everybody else one series, um, and and I think that's what baseball is trying to get to. Because let's face it, the AL Central and the uh, NL Central. They're the weakest divisions of baseball. Whoever would play them in interleague play, and that's all they would play, that would be a big competitive advantage, especially with teams fighting for those extra two wild card spots. So uh, I like my version better because that's just how I am, Randy. I'm just going to be comparing <laughs> with you. And, but but I think we all agree that we. I think we all agree. Com- competition aside, we're in the entertainment business, yep. and wasn't a great Singotani in St. Louis. Oh, and it awesome. would be great mm-hmm. next year when Gorman and those guys go to Anaheim and those fans get to see our players up close and personal. Uh, I think that, as I said, was long overdue, and, and, and it's worked out very well. I think fans enjoy that. Chip, last question for me. The outfield has been one of the topics all season long. All season long. At first, there were too many outfielders. Now it feels like there aren't enough outfielders. What did this outfield look like after All-Star break? Are you guys free Monday? We're having auditions. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I think what what Ali has said is wrong. True, he said we've been waiting for someone to come in and seize those opportunities. Right? I think we'd agree that Newpar has done that. He's been excellent. He's a really good defender. He's got a good arm. He gets on base. He's getting his walks. Uh, he's hitting lefties pretty well. Um, losing Dylan Carlson at the time of his injury, he was playing his best baseball. Obviously, and the ankle is slowly responding. Hopefully, he'll be back sooner rather than later still waiting for Tyler O'Neill to get going with his baseball activities. That's that's certainly uh, put a crimp in plans. Walker's down at AAA. He's starting to get the ball in the air and hitting the ball harder and the like. But look, it gives opportunities for Burleson. It gives opportunities for Yepes. Tommy Edmond can play out there. Donovan can play out there. Uh, it isn't a matter of uh, too few outfielders. I think the, the great thing about the Cardinals team is the flexibility with which they have. But I think also Ali and the staff and probably the front office too, and I don't presume to speak for them, they would like some of these guys to seize two of these spots so that you only have to rotate one guy in one of those positions. Right now you've got two spots that, that we're having to work through with the injuries and, and ineffectiveness. And as we hope in the days to come, that will slowly start to change. Chip Carey and Brad Thompson will have the Cardinals and the Guardians tonight, 6 o'clock on Bally Sports. Always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for for waking up early to join us, sir, and I will see you at the ballpark next week. Sounds great, guys. Enjoy the holiday weekend, and we'll uh, we'll see you on TV tonight. You bet. Thank you, sir. That is Chip Carey, Cardinals broadcaster on Bally Sports, joining us as he does every Friday morning.